Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to pause impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. Hello, everybody. I am back and I have a special guest. It is with Dana Young and is a mother of two, a wife, a life coach, and she is built and runs two multi-million dollar businesses from scratch with her husband, Kyle. Now we have a restaurant company that's named after her as Dana's Barbecue and a real estate company. She flies airplanes, scuba dives, and writes. And today she is going to be talking to us about her passion projects. Dana's Unstoppable Coaching, where she teaches women how to get rich. So if you're ready to take control of your time, your mind, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So I just want to say a special thank you, and I would love to get to hear a little bit more about you because my passion is helping women rise together. You have a similar mission, and you come from such a great place of no money blocks, and you've really owned your worth, and I'm so grateful you're here because so many women struggle with this. So can you tell me a little bit on when you know you wanted to start your business? Yeah. Well, let me just say thank you so much for the invitation. I am honored to be here. It is such a passion for me because um, when I was a little girl, my mom, she had the story that she would tell and she would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would answer, I want to be rich. And, you know, now I know um, I probably should have answered I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse. I want to do something that helps people, but that was not my natural answer as a child. And so she would tell that story as I grew like as I grew up, she would tell it because she found it funny. But as I got older, I thought, man, this is uncomfortable. I was embarrassed. I was even to the point where I would feel shame for wanting to be rich, but I came from not a lot of money. I came from, um, like if you fast forward to high school, when we all graduated from high school, my, all my friends that went off to be lawyers and doctors and astronauts, I couldn't go because we didn't have the money. And so I became a waitress and that's like, I knew I never wanted to be Mm -hmm. in that position where I couldn't make choices because I didn't have money. So what happened was I'm working in a restaurant. 
And I'm not passionate particularly about being a waitress. I just want to make money. And I start dating one of the supervisors, which is just a, a person my about my age, maybe a little bit older, who had kind of moved up into the ranks. And so I'm dating the supervisor and we break up. And he starts cutting my section and he's, he just wants me to go away. So I'll come to work and he'll say, Hey, uh, we don't need you tonight. Just go mm -hmm. home. And so I told him, Hey, if you don't stop doing this, I'm going to become a manager and I'm going to sit across the street, across this table from you at manager meetings. And so that's what happened. And that's how I got into the restaurant business. And Little did I know at that same table was my future husband, who is also a restaurant manager. So then you fast forward to probably another five years. My husband gets transferred to Branson, Missouri, which is where we live now. And um, as a general manager of the same restaurant company, and we come to town and we're $30,000 in debt and I'm pregnant with our first child. So, we um we take this nesting thing i know you have kids like our first time moms take this nesting thing really serious and so in the name of the baby i we had to have a house so we bought a house and we both were driving two-seater convertible cars at the time so we both needed new cars and this baby needed all the baby stuff and the house needed all the furniture and we had bought a home in a community that had a boat dock like a, and so we needed a boat and it all made perfect sense at the time. And then I had this baby and I didn't want to work. Like we went from zero debt to over $250,000 worth of debt in just a matter of 30 days. And so when I have this baby and I don't want to work, I want to give it all back. And I have this really nice conversation with my husband and he tells me, you know, that's not really the way life works. We have to pay this debt off. And that's what really, here's another, like, here's another decision in my life that I have to make because of money and, or, you know, I want to stay home, but I don't have the money. So I have to go to work. So like this pattern has just like was starting to show up a lot in my life. And that's what really drove me to figure it out. And so I, um, through a series of steps, I ended up buying a small restaurant and basically it was a job. It was a, I just exchanged one job for another job. This was just a very small restaurant and it was not going to like grow me because it was just, it had 12 seats. But what it did afford me, it afforded me to take my baby to work. So that's what I did because I really wanted to be that mom that took care of her child, right? I wanted to be like, I wanted the opportunity to take care of my baby. And so here we go. We go to work. And the beauty behind it is that I had like, I had worked in corporate restaurants. So I knew, I knew what to do. They corporate, like big corporate restaurants or big corporate, whatever they've already like invented the will. I didn't have to reinvent the will. And I learned on their dime. So like one of my big takeaways when I'm talking to like new 
um, entrepreneurs who are like trying to figure out what they want to do is to go work for someone that has figured it out because you can learn all their systems, all their procedures, and you can get paid for doing it. But there is like, like when I was working for corporate, I would show up before everyone. I would leave after everyone and I made less money than everyone. But I did like, just look at it as they're paying me to learn. So though I didn't get to go to college and I didn't get that college education, I definitely got an education. So when I stepped into my own restaurant, which is more debt, like that's just more debt that we added on to the debt we already had. I knew how to implement these um, you know, procedures and these policies as a uh, corporate restaurant. So my restaurant looked very mom and pop in the front and very corporate in the back. But what I hadn't figured out was how to do it as a mom. I'm a new mom. So though I know how to run restaurants, I don't know how to run restaurants or run a business and have a baby at the same time. So I just struggled a lot and it was really like, this was my dream and all I, like in the beginning, all I could do was focus on like having a place where I could make money and I could take my son. But, um, once that dream came to reality, a lot of other moving parts came with it. And so things kind of started to, the wheels started to fall off. <laughs> and I remember one day I was taking him to preschool and I opened up this card, you know, I opened my car door and there he is and he has one shoe on. And I'm like, where is your other shoe? And he just looks at me and he says, you told me to get in the car. So I got in the car. So I was just like, like losing my mind. It's like, I cannot be that mom that takes her kid to preschool with one shoe. I just couldn't be that mom. So here we go back in the car, racing to the store. I, you know, I have to get my restaurant open on time. I'm already behind. I'm already running late. And I'm like, I just can't, I'm just flying through target. And I'm like, looking panicked, looking for this shoe. And that little boy looks, looks up at me and says, mommy, I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. And it just brought tears to my eyes. Even to like thinking about it today, I can just go right there. And I realized I, not only was I causing myself stress and my marriage stress, I was stressing out this little baby, this little human that I was responsible for taking care of. And so I had just decided I was going to figure this out. So I started talking to my husband, like just saying, Hey, this is what's going on. I'm missing play dates and I'm missing um, doctor's appointments and all this stuff's happening. And I just don't know. Like, and he looks at me and he says, you're so good at business. You like, but you really suck. Like you're sucking at running your life. And he said, take those same principles and apply them to your life. And it really like sent me on this path of like, what would that look like? And so really what it did was it put, gave me structure. So when, like when I walk in my, when I would walk in my restaurant, I had an opening list. Like I didn't, I didn't show up at work and think, what am I going to do today? Like I knew what I was going to do. 
And so in my restaurant, it opened at nine o'clock. It wasn't 9.01 or it wasn't 9.15 or I don't think I'm going today. It was non-negotiable. So in my life, I'm like, this is my, I'm, this is my opening time. Even like if I'm sick, my baby's sick, something's going on, my restaurant opened. So I had to like get a hold of my mindset and apply that and say, okay, we're, this is when we're opening. So I, we had an open, I created an open time. I created the closing time. I created an opening list and it's just like five or six things that I do every day to get like, and it was, and it was these simple things like putting our shoes by the door, putting my purse where I could find it. Like just those little time sucks that were causing the chaos. I started creating. And, um, and so that's where I really started to get some space to breathe in my life. That's like so many things that are so empowering and perfect because I know I've lived that life. Like talking about starting as a waitress, I did too. And that was like my journey. And I have to say that was one of my favorite jobs, the amount of sisterhood in that one, but you bootstrapped it and you learned the difference between unhealthy debt to healthy debt and taking that on and really creating an opportunity for you and your family to creating balance as a new mom. Like I started brick and mortar with a baby at home and I went right back to work and, and it was one of those things that broke my heart. So I can completely get that in so many women don't talk about that because I'm not the mom that doesn't want to work, but I'm definitely the mom that doesn't want to work all the time. So like creating that balance. So from what I hear, you've created processes that allow you to automate, delegate, and eliminate and really focus on your business. You've also learned procedures and focal points to really help women understand that too in business and that that natural leadership is what allowed you to focus. I'm so glad your husband pointed that out to you, by the way, because my husband was a non-believer in the idea and the word coach. Like he didn't understand it for the longest time. And then he would see the testimonials that would pop up from my groups and stuff. And he's like, so people like enjoy that. Like they, they like this and I had to laugh. I'm like, if you can learn how to take decades of somebody's struggles, whether they've learned or earned it, which you ended up having to learn and earn on both aspects from the struggles to really having that foundation of following the modeling of other companies, it saves so much time. So right. This is why I'm so grateful you're here because the thing is, is like, if I were to just say my story, it might not touch everybody's perspectives. And you are bringing such a valuable onset of bringing those experiences because there's so many individuals that really, they don't understand that this is actually a normal. It's just, we are the black sheep of the family that think that being an entrepreneur is our calling. And the people who don't want to take on those additional stresses per se, they're the ones that are black sheep to us. Like, I don't understand that. I would much rather work for myself any day of the week and pick and structure that life. So I would love to know what is your biggest driver within the entrepreneurial journey that you would recommend for somebody? So I think I alluded to already, but it's freedom. I wanted freedom. I wanted freedom to make decisions when um, I wanted to go to my kids assembly or I wanted to go to a spelling bee or a sports event. I wanted to be able to go. And I, and for me, it was very important also to provide that for my employees, the people that work with me, I just naturally attracted other moms, right? Because I just had a, I have a heart for moms. I always have. And so it's, we worked like we really networked together. We worked together and we covered each other. And in a, like in a corporate 
situation, it was not easy to do. It's a lot harder to do, but in a smaller um, mom and pop place, it was. And just the freedom is like what just really drove it home for me where I just didn't want my, the decisions being made for me because of money. And I even want to like, like when we went and were able to get our loan for our restaurant, we, we um, borrowed an additional $30,000. And I asked, I questioned my husband, like, why are you doing that? And he said, because I never want you to be in a position um, <laughs> to have to um, make a bad decision because you need money. Like, I don't want you to ever worry about, can I make payroll? Can I uh, do this right? Can I can't throw those, that, those ribs away because I have to sell them or, you know what I mean? It's like, I never want you to be in that position because you just make so much better decisions if you have the money backing you up. Isn't that the truth? And so you were getting emotional there too. So just having that, that opportunity and that support, I, I know there's some people out there that don't have that. What would you say to them? As far as not having the support of your husband or what do you mean? What support? Yeah, I feel like it's support of your, like a partner in that because like that, that really feels really dear to you. And it's, it's actually very amazing because like, I know a lot of us, we've had to find the ways to bootstrap it on our own. And so I, I find there's always such a hidden message in that. Like, where did you find that, that initial gear and sorry to just kind of riff it on you, but like, I can feel your passion in this. And I know that you've got something to share with everybody here. Well, I think you find it, you find it in yourself. You, and that's like what I really, when I talk to women now, like in, in pour into women and I really like, we don't think we do have the answers. And the last person we, we want to ask for the answer is ourselves, but really no one has that answer but you. And I was just sharing with a, a, a woman that I was coaching right before I jumped on this call. And one of my tips for her was one of the things you can do, and I know it's going to sound silly, but is you check your steamer whenever you're like, well, how do I make a decision? How do I handle this? And all your steamer is, is where you just get quiet and you ask yourself, does this seem right? And if it seems right, take a step and then take another step and just keep checking in with yourself. Because when you do that, it just gives yourself space to, you know, respond to what you're asking. You, you know, you really do have the answer and no one else can have that answer for you. And so, and I think it's also like, you have to get to the point where you're like, I'm figuring this out. I'm like, I was figuring out how I was going to do business and pay back all those people I owed and how I was going to have it with my kids there. And so you just get, you just, it's like you hear burn the bridges. Like I had just decided this was happening and I did not quit. And, um, and so even like when I went to get a business loan, I had to go get a business loan to get, to buy my restaurant. I went in there and we didn't have any money. We had, we were maxed out and we didn't have any collateral because the only kind of money we had was um, our 401k because we'd grown up with that story of max out your 401k, max out your 401k. But banks do not look at that as collateral. They do not see that as value because they can't touch it. It's protected by the government. And so we're sitting there and they said, what are you going to put up for collateral? And we said, my experience, which 
I, I didn't even like really realize that you could do that. And I got a 100% SBA loan on my experience. So it's like, don't discount what you have. Because so many times we think, well, I'm just a mom or I'm just a business owner. or I'm just a photographer or whatever. No, you have value. You bring value. And if you show up and say, if you show up with the confidence that gives other people the confidence to pour, you know, to give into you. Like I really believe that bank was, and it was a small local bank, which is like another thing I would tell you start a small local banks and because they are more apt to help of up and coming. And you know, this is this bank that gave me my first loan. I thought like when I started buying real estate, when I started buying other uh, restaurants and doing other things, this is the bank I went to because they want to establish those relationships with young entrepreneurs because they want to grow with you. I love everything you just said, especially the word removing just the word just before any kind of like, it just, it's so disempowering when I hear any woman say like just a mom, stay home mom, part-time just started, whatever. You're absolutely right. We, we can't discredit our past, whether we've, and like, here's the really great thing. You've actually accumulated all of your experiences to allow you to become, you know, the manager from your past experiences in the restaurant business to modeling your business in that way, to even understanding how to run corporate, even in the mom pa environment, to then scaling it as an entrepreneur. That is something that many people discredit because I know I actually did not get a business degree. I, like you had to learn the, you know, brick and mortar to scaling online. I, I definitely had some bumps because I wasn't modeling it properly. And then I learned coaching. So then I hired coaches and mentors, and then I was able to skip those kind of nitty gritty steps that would have taken me a lot longer to do on my own. So I think it's so empowering to be able to say like that message just removing the word just from your prerequisites is empowering and just saying like my experience is collateral. I, I actually got goosebumps there because so many people really don't see that. They don't see, I love what you just shared. So I want to say thank you there because that's something that's very discredited amongst a lot of women, especially the fact that you said burn the bridges. I I've been doing a lot of Tony Robbins and like, I'm, I'm never ever preaching one person, but the burn the bridges, he's always like, burn the boats, get the Island, burn the boats. And it's one of those things that if you aren't that, you know, driven into it, it won't succeed. You were driven into it. And so it did succeed. So right. side question, you say you fly planes. I would love to hear how that came about because sometimes we have these little moments where you just get to see how you've gone from, you know, out beating an ex, to the managerial table to now you just casually fly a plane here and there. It's amazing to me. Well, so I just, I have that adventure side of me. I've always wanted to fly a plane. And so I just set out and did it. You know, I mean, and I also had that thing, like I'm a, I'm a big believer in like, you have to get through the coaching and the training and the things I've learned is like, you have to give your brain something to focus on and you have to always be challenging yourself because um, that's how you grow. Like we naturally don't want to challenge ourselves and we don't want, you know, we don't like that moment when we're being challenged, but that is where all our growth comes from. So I, like I alluded to you, I'm very driven by my kids. They're very much um, my purpose in why I'll do things. Well, my oldest child went into this accelerated program and he went to school eight hours a week and I thought he's going to need me. He's really going to need me. Something's going to happen. 
And so I started taking flying lessons and I figured out that I could get there. It would take me eight hours to drive and two hours to fly. So I just use that as fuel to like, like, I, you know, it's that whole, like, what's your why, which sometimes I really don't like that. Cause it just sounds so like eccentric and kind of out, out, out of body, but really my, anytime something would get hard, I'd be like, no, he's going to need me. No, he's going to. And so he never called me not one time. He never needed me. <laughs> <Sorry> <laughs> <for> laughing. <laughs> and you know, but but now like this is something I enjoy. I'm glad I did it. And we, um, we have our own plane and we, and now our kids are kind of spread out and we go and see them. And I know one day down the road at some point I'm going to have grandkids and you know, so I'm always like, okay, I need to keep this skill up, which is great for my brain. And that's kind of how it all came about. That I love all of that. You, first of all, I admire you. I love that. And yeah, sometimes when people are like, well, what's your why? I didn't really resonate with that either. And then I've gone through some different trainings and they say the seven layers deep exercise. Have you ever done that? Yes. Oh, so that one got me, but it is your why it's rooted in your why, but then it goes deeper than just the initial why, because sometimes it is just, you know, like time saver, you're, you know, that freedom, but then it goes much deeper into how you even said, like being able to be available for your son, even though he didn't call, you were ready. And so I love that. I love that. I'm that mom too, by the way. So I totally relate. My husband would tease, but I feel you. Okay. So. I would love for you today, for somebody who's starting on their journey in the beginning, what would you recommend to them? Or what would you say to them to kind of help give them tips early on in their, in their journey? Okay. So this is the big tip I would give her is that uh, we have to understand that we do have a prefrontal cortex, which I like to call my thinking brain. And then we have a primitive brain, which I call my toddler brain. And if and the more the older you get and the more you can look back on your life you're going to start to see patterns mm-hmm. and so one of my patterns i started to see was i made a lot of decisions with my toddler brain even going into the restaurant business toddler brain right because sorry like, um toddler brain totally because i was going to show that guy that this is you know this you can't treat me like this or whatever going into all the debt when I was having this baby toddler brain because I wanted it. Like it, it can be that simple. I want it. And, but when I started making decisions with my prefrontal cortex, when I start and what I would tell you, you really, really need, you need a vision. You need a vision for your life. And, and a vision is simple as like, this is what I want my life to look like in five years. This is what I want my life to look like in 10 years. So you're not going to be able to like map out all the details. Just having a plan will help you so much and it will calm your mind down. And a big way to create, and I am like huge on everyone needs a schedule. And I think, and I hear it all the time. I don't have time to make a schedule. I don't, that doesn't work for me, but you do have time because that schedule is you creating your vision for your life. And you put the things that are most important to you on the schedule first. And that's how you, you know, when you hear about people getting divorced and things happening, it doesn't just happen. This happens over a long period of time. Relationships break down. It doesn't just happen. This is like um, little, little, little cracks, little um, 
through the years. It's like, I'm not a kind word, or you didn't spend time over here, or you didn't make this a priority. So it's like, I really wanted to make my kids a priority. I wanted to make my marriage a priority. And so it's just like scheduling those little times in there and making it non-negotiable. So my biggest tip is you need a schedule. That's too true. I have OCD, so I 100% live on a schedule too. And I call it like my prioritizing bucket. And so like right now doing the homeschool thing with I have two toddlers. And so that's been interesting because right now I'm like, hey, you know, Disney documentaries, you are now parenting my children for an hour. And it's just creating those dockets where we can create like a formation of making things happen regardless, like removing that excuses. And you're right. Even in relationships, a lot of times do people do get, you know, resentful of that. I know like my husband and I have been together since we were in grade nine and we learned by every five years, we'll go to a counselor. It's an unbiased mediator, by the way, for anybody who needs that. And we do certain things to help grow. And one of the things was learning love languages and being able to like continuously grow. So we've made that a non-negotiable in our marriage. We do one personal development thing together a year. So like we did Tony Robbins, we do Gary Chapman. We like, we do these things and it improves your relationships. And then we do things for our kids and then we do things for ourselves individually. And so like even not even looking at scheduling as a personal business thing, but as, as like your everyday life and really allowing that to collaborate. I think that's such a beautiful gift for you to share too, because it's understated. It is very understated to just say schedule. <laughs> right. But it's, the, it is you creating, like it's you designing your life. And when you start doing that, then you start living by design and not by reaction. Mm -hmm. And another takeaway I would love to share really quick is like in my business, I had, I had policies in my restaurant, like think something would happen. I wouldn't know how to do, handle it. I didn't want to be there all the time. So I had to create policies. So my other managers would know how to do it. And when I started implementing that in my own life, it was life changing. So, and I started when my kids were little, like, um, like a policy, like we don't go spend the night at other people's houses. If you know, until you're 10 years old, that was just a policy. We don't loan money. That's a policy. Um, another policy, like as a family, we just don't loan money. We give money, but we decide a year in advance where we're going to give the money. And we sit down with our prefrontal cortex and we decide. And so what that really does is it helps like when someone calls or you go calls and says, will you donate to the police force or will you donate to this good cause or, you know, whatever good, and they're all good causes, but I don't, it's that where it pulls on you and you don't really want to, but you just, you're into that people pleasing mode and you don't want to say no. It just kind of eliminates that. And what's so incredible is like, you can make all your own policies for whatever happens in your life because um, people don't argue with policies. Like if someone calls and says, Hey, do you want to do this? You might be like, mm, I don't really want to do it, but I don't want to tell her no. And I don't want to disappoint her. And, um, or you just make a policy, right? Like, no, this, we don't, this is our policy. We don't do it. I think that's so powerful too, because even if you have employees, there's like guidelines set in place. We do policies and procedures on different aspects. And I, I cannot say enough. These sound simple guys, but this is something that will change that pressure basis. And as you were saying, like the toddler brain to the frontal, like it's, it's amazing. So Yes. So let's say this in business, what is your favorite policy that you have implemented just to kind of give a hint to others on something to think about? 
in our business, my, like my favorite policy is like we over deliver. If um, someone, if there's a complaint, we make it right. We like, we go above and beyond and we don't like, we don't argue with the customer because it, if they want to, if they want their money back, they get their money back. If they want, um, if they don't like this, then they don't like it. Like we always go back and, you know, try like a lot of times you're going to get really loyal customers and they're going to eat in your restaurant or they're going to be in your rental property more than you are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just like over deliver. And then maybe they don't have the reaction. Like they're not super thankful. Like you think they should be <laughs> on the way home. You just hope that they're having this conversation and just like really appreciate what you did do. It's just, it's just having that, you know what it is. It's really having that heart to serve. You, you want to serve and you come from a heart of serving, then you can't go wrong. I love that. The amount of over deliver that a lot of companies tend to lack even on understanding their audience and understanding what they need. It's, it's really understated there too, because I find, you know, you're right. A lot of times people maybe don't show instant gratitude, but I know my best clients are my longest clients. And if you burn a bridge, guys, it does cut that connection. And Mm -hmm. I have to agree with you. Anybody who's ever asked for a refund, I agree with that policy and the over-deliver and the energy behind it because I've been on the recipient end and I know where I held gratitude and loyalty as a result. And so just looking at personal experiences and how you can implement that, that's perfect. And so I know, I know you brought a little goodie for our listeners. Would you like to tell them about it? Because I would love for them to grab it. Okay, so yes, what I brought was, I brought my own personal schedule. And it really is how I get so much done. So I run, um, with my husband, we run our restaurant company and we run our real estate company, which has, um, has like over 50 pieces of real estate in it. So there's a lot of moving parts. And we, like, we're not crazy. We still have time for each other. We have time for friendships and scuba diving and all the things, but it all starts with a schedule. And so I, um, the URL for it is girl, you got time because so many people tell me they don't have time. Just go and get it. And just, it's like a budget in the beginning. Like so many people hate budgets. They think they're like a dirty word, but a budget's not about keeping you from getting what you want. It's about getting you exactly what you want. So this schedule is not about saying you can't be spontaneous. You can schedule that in there. You can schedule time in there to be spontaneous. But I guarantee you, if you don't have a schedule, you would do ha- you have zero time to be spontaneous. So get it and make it your own. Work it, and then you'll, you're going to see. I kind of like broke it all down for you. I explained it, and you're going to see like this one area called focus time. And focus time is really that's where you work on you and what you want. And it's that little, um, just that little segment of time. You know, Tony Robbins, you know, you said Tony Robbins quote, he has a quote that says, we overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a lifetime. And that's what that focus time is about. It's about just giving you that little time every day to show up for yourself consistently and working on something you want to work on. Isn't that the best? I know. I definitely drank the Tony Robbins Kool-Aid. So I live on those quotes too, but you're right. And scheduling time in for these things, like some people will say, well, that takes the fun out of it or the spontaneity out of it. 
not if you never had that time scheduled in the first place, then you never would have gotten to experience it. I know my husband laughs because even when we go on vacations, I do my research, I schedule things in, but we get more done instead of that long sleep in and, and no reservation. You show up and you can't get in. I make things happen as a result of organization. And so OCD is kind of a superpower in that one. And if you don't have it, you can develop it. For those of you who want to make the excuse you don't have it, you can develop it. You can grab her link and utilize her tool for it. And you can implore like all the different things that will really allow you to scale. So I want to say a massive thank you. And I really appreciate you joining us and sharing your story because I, there's so many moms that need to hear that it's okay to give yourself permission to A, you know, spite the X and come out of it shining on the other end because you really did, even if it was toddler brain, showcase yeah. your experience and really allow that to shine. And two, really allow you to create a family priority run business successfully because a lot of times people don't believe that's possible and I know it's a limiting belief. I know we've talked about it, but that's a block that we don't need to carry. So I want to give you guys permission as she has. So thank you in just releasing that. And so do you have anything you'd like to share with them before we leave? I just want them to know that they are their biggest, they need to make themselves the biggest heroine of their story, right? They, they are, they do have the power. They have more power than they think they do. And they just need to keep stepping into it. And it, it's going to be messy and that's, you're not doing it wrong. When, you know, like when you're showing up to preschool and only one shoe, that's just part of it. And I think so many times we think when that stuff happens that we can't do it, but it's just one part and just keep stepping and you can do it. Isn't that the truth? Thank you so much for like joining us and being a part of this, Dana. And honestly, guys, I will share her link for those of you who didn't catch it. It will be in the notes. And you guys, I just, I want to let you know how grateful I am for you joining us today. I will let you guys have an amazing rest of your day and stay tuned. But again, a big thank you and shout out to Dana for joining us. And I look forward to seeing what she does next. And if you would like to join in on her stuff, grab that link, grab her freebie and start organizing your life a little better, guys, because you can definitely scale yourself from where you think you can be to where you can actually motivate yourself through those beliefs. Thank you. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.